your party finds itself heading to Neverwinter. They decided to take the cliff pass along the Sword Coast. It was, it's, it's a much more treacherous journey, but it cuts the, the trip in half. On the one side, it's a rock face, and on the other, 300-foot drop cliffs that lead to the churning water below. As you proceed along your journey, the, the road itself is not enough for two wagons, and as you make your way along, every so often you get some idle time, and you find yourself having some chatter with your, your party. So, what brings you here? Uh, adventuring. <laughs> I see. And, <laughs> uh, <laughs> where are you from? I'm from, uh, what's the name of the capital city? Uh, let's, let's go with, uh, Greenest. I'm from Greenest. <laughs> and and do, you have, do you have any family? Uh, family, um, yeah, my, uh, my parents, they're dead. How'd they die? Uh, it was, it was an accident. They, uh, were killed by, um, this guy. Do you know who? Uh, no, I'm journeying to find out. Ah, so, Ezra pulls herself together, and she proceeds to look out off to the side of the cliff face, and proceeds to exit the wagon and jumps off to her her dad. (laughs) From how boring that was. (laughs) Has this ever happened to you? We're going to try to avoid this. I'm Noah, I'm the player. And I'm Yisrael, the DM. And this is DM Deeper. So that scene was terrible. Yeah, I'd say. My character killed himself. Yeah, um, my character definitely wants to kill himself. <laughs> Alright, so, so we've got a couple of ways to make your character interesting and give them a good backstory. Uh, the first one we're going to talk about is one that we came up with ourselves. Yeah. And and the second one, uh, the one that I've basically been using for a lot of how I've improved a lot of my DMing skills is from a guy named Guy Scalanders, and he has his own channel on YouTube uh, called How to Be a Great GM. He's been so helpful, and we're going to share with you how to improve your characters so that, you know, they don't sound like what we just said heard before. <laughs> Definitely check out How to be a great GM on YouTube. They've got a lot of invaluable material and it's incredible stuff. A lot of inspiration for what we're doing here comes from them. Um, so yeah, let's, let's dive right in. Okay. So we're going with, uh, my character, Brooke Dragonrath as an example. Okay. Now the first question you want to ask is who are they? And by who are they? I mean, what roles and tropes do they fill? Who are they similar to and how are they different? Like, what is the theme of the character? Okay, so what were you going with, with this character? So, so I like to take, like, something from pop culture or something from, you know, other stories. And I like to, I like to take a character from there and kind of use that as the template for my character. Cool. So for, for Burke, I took, uh, I, I wanted the idea of a gentle giant. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's kind of, uh, like a Bruce Banner type. He's... 
got this big, you know, bulky appearance. He's an orc. Um, but he's he's really gentle. He's mild mannered, and you know he 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 just you know he likes doing his own thing. He doesn't want to mm-hmm. bother others. I really like that idea. Um, so you know it, it's it's very interesting. Some people might think that um, designing characters are really just set for the player. So I wanna I wanna clarify that as being a DM, especially one who who creates his own campaigns. You have to do a lot of work on designing characters so that they're at least enjoyable so you're not meeting a bunch of cardboard cutouts where they're all the same person over and over again. So yeah, yeah. I, I've had to do a lot of building my own characters and I, and, and I, I hear what you're saying. It's very cool, uh, this, this this picking out like things that um, work within your character. Like tropes. Mm-hmm, exactly. Tropes, tropes and theme. Um, so the next thing you want to ask is, why is the character like this? Why is your character like this? Where do they come from? What's the character's life story until the story begins? Okay. Basically their origin story. <laughs> this is our more depth than most, most players that, that open up a, you know, a, a 5e thing to like make a quick sketch of what their character is on, on board where they just roll it up. So th- this is actually not such an easy question. Like All these questions that we're about to tell you over seem quite easy, but they have a lot of depth to them and a lot of thinking it through. You know, you're not your goal isn't here to just be like, okay, why is my character this way? And then quickly jot down the first thing that comes to your mind. It won't be like that. You're trying to create a masterpiece and, and the only way to do that is investing a lot of time with all this. And I want I want to just reiterate how important it is to take your time designing designing a character because it's it really pays off in the long run, for sure. Yeah. So this is where the second inspiration for my character comes from. Um, there was a Tumblr post talking about how since halflings don't really have so many kids, but they love raising children, and orcs often have orphans, you know, it might be common that halflings raise orcs. So my character is an orc that was raised by halflings. Wow. And I thought I thought you came up with that all by yourself. No, I did. Uh, yeah. No. no, it came from silly Tumblr. me. But wow, I'm very impressed. I'm very impressed. Like you see, yeah. the thing is, you just you just find things that you're like, hey, this would be quite interesting if we splash this together, and that's really the goal is just to make something that's very interesting. Yeah. So this fits in very well with the gentle giant idea. So he, even though he's an orc, he was raised by halflings, so he's a very gentle character. So cool. Must be like the tallest one there. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Um, So then we get to the next part. Uh, What are they doing now? So, what are they doing? Are they adventuring? Are they just trying to, you know, get... um, uh, Do they have, like, a specific goal in mind? Uh, You're you're better off coming up with a specific goal in mind rather than just being like, I'm generically adventuring. Because now it gives you your purpose and reason for what you're doing. Yes. But at this point, just adventuring is adequate. We're gonna come back through it and we're gonna revise. For most players, by the way, it's gonna be it's gonna be a stand-in adventuring. So that's why we're trying to get it away from generic adventuring. Because we already know for all the players that will typically be in your D and D game, it would be actually super cool if you didn't have adventuring as your as the main thing that you're doing. It just sort of happened. Yeah. Um so it'd be really cool it okay, so that's 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 that. But I'm saying for the most part everyone's adventuring. So that's why I'm saying specify on what you're specifically doing because everyone already has that as part of the character. Yeah. So then we get into question four. Why are they doing that? And this is where you gotta do a bit more 
going into the backstory, you got to come up why did they start adventuring. Now, so I, I've noticed you skipped over this question without answering it. So it seems that you're you're leaving it blank because you you aren't sure. You right now put in adventuring yes. and you're going to come back. I do have an answer for that, but that's going to come after we get through this next part. Right. It, it, it's it's so much of this is so much is just going through the list and then re going over the list over and over again and basically you the plot thickens over time. It's like it's yes. almost like a meditation where you're like, okay, let me think about this. How can it expand? What else can I add to this? And then you just start piecing little bits together. Yes, yes. You're, you're going to go through this list a number of times. So why are they doing that is ask because um, this comes from another Tumblr post. Well-adjusted people don't go drop drop whatever they're doing and start adventuring. That It just doesn't happen. Something pushes people to adventure. Usually it's an event or it's a motivation or a goal. Something happens. So for Burke, mm-hmm. I decided um, he had a family. He had a wife. He had a daughter. And uh, his family was attacked, and his wife was killed, and his daughter was taken. And this caused... This is why they started adventuring. Mm-hmm. Right. And now we can go back to question three. What are they doing? Burke is looking for his daughter. It's quite interesting that he's a gentle giant with all this trauma in his life. Yeah, so here's... So, um, why he chose to be an adventurer in this response is because of his wife. So, Burke, his last name is Dragonrath, but that's his name by marriage. Stephanie, his wife, was a dragonborn. Her name was Dragonrath, and she was an adventurer, right? Interesting. And that is why, when she wanted to settle down and have a life, she had some enemies come, kill her, and take her daughter. Mm. Right? So, now, Burke, his whole motivation is, all right, my wife wouldn't sit for this, right? My wife would take up arms and go after them find find our daughter does, so, does he have any moral conflict of being a gentle giant and taking up arms of course he does definitely he does but i think this is still fresh for him mm. this is still fr- at this point in the campaign this is still fresh he feels like he needs to do this and it doesn't matter what his morals are right so they so his so the answer to this question is his wife was killed and his daughter was taken the next answer, next question is, well, I already answered this. Why did they choose that action? Why did they choose the action that they chose? Right. So, mm. like I said, his wife would have not stood for this. He, her, her whole thing was that she did not take shit. She would have gone and found out who did this, kill them all, get their daughter back. Mm-hmm. So Burke thinks this is what she would have done. So to honor her memory, this is what I have to do. I like that. Now, this brings us to the final question. What will complete the character? What will make the character happy and make it so that they don't have to adventure anymore? Honestly, I found that this is one of the hardest answer one of the hardest things to answer. Yes. Because you want to make it something that is achievable, but not like something that like, you know, you go to a store and you just buy something and your whole life is fixed. Exactly. Right? You want it to be something that your character has to work towards. Right? But it also can't be something like I want to go and uh, seduce a dragon or something, because that that's just you know, that's that's not going to happen. So you know? he, here's what's really interesting about what you, what it seems. So what is the, uh, okay, so what is the uh, solution to your your character? What would what would make them complete? Um, he needs to find his daughter. That's that's what's going to complete his character. 
So, okay, that's actually a very interesting way of putting it. You know, that's something I went, I, I, I noticed and, like, I, I honed in on that. Because you're not saying f- that you have to find the daughter alive or not. You you don't know what happened to her. And that still leaves it up to the DM to find out what's going down. Yes. So he can he can really see a lot of, and plan ahead about what he wants to do with the fate of this daughter without ever having to be like, okay, well, I have to make sure that she's alive because now his character won't feel fulfilled otherwise. So now you still leave it open that she could be dead, she n- might not be, but just finding out what's going on, going on with her, what, happened, what to happened to her. And in my head, what happened to her is that she did die. It's just that he could not psychologically deal with that fact. So he has to go through this journey where he's mentally he's trying to find his daughter but really he's trying to cope with the idea that his daughter died. What I think it is your character is going through is is not a physical journey, it's a psychological journey. Yes. And, and I think that is every trip. character should be going through a psychological journey. Right. That's that's important. That's so interesting because yeah, the actual events might hap- might might happen within the story but your character's changing throughout it because of what they're going through. Yeah. Very cool. And definitely communicate with this, uh, this with your DM because, you know, it might be the DM has something else in mind and you won't find your daughter dead. You know? Right. Exactly. Yeah. So now we get to part right. seven. Right. She could, she could basically be the one setting up being this enemy. Yeah. She could be and a then, bad guy or something. Or exactly. Whatever. And then you, yeah. have to, you have this moral quandary somewhere else. Yeah. Um, so then we get to part seven, which is um, the biggest part. It is revise. It's you also got... the hardest part, because so far you're like, okay, checking this off, checking this off. Now I have everything filled in. What is there else to do? It's like, okay, now I have to go back, and I have to go ask myself on each of these, on each of these things I've filled out that I think are pretty good, that I have to find what's wrong with them and how to make them better. And not all of that, you have to make sure that they all fit with each other. Mm. Right? That's very difficult. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. So I got some of them fit together. Uh, what are they doing now? Why are they doing that? Why they choose that action? Action that all fits securely in. Um, his wife was killed. His daughter was kidnapped. He has to find his daughter. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, what will complete the character is going to take a little bit more work, because him finding his daughter is not like the only thing that can make him happy. There are other things. Like for him, that's the only thing he can see as making him happy. But he did have a life before he had a family. So now we're going to go back to question number two. Where'd they come from? What are they doing? So, Burke was a tailor. That was, he took over the ta- uh, tailoring job from his father, the halfling father, not his work father. Um, and he uh, he had a very good business as a tailor. And he dropped that for to find his daughter. He had to drop that so that he couldn't go searching for his daughter so another thing that can complete him is going back to that life going back to the point where he feels like he can go back to doing his work in peace very interesting i really like how that how you brought that in that's a very interesting point because it doesn't sound like a very adventuring thing for a character to have to be like i'm a tailor yeah no but also, and that's what makes it so interesting, because then, like, you have you have this very interesting piece of you that people can learn about. So that that's what's so important about this thing, is that if you're going to invest this time to designing a character and building them up, and giving them some real real meat on the on the bones, you want people to know about this stuff. You want it to 
slowly come come out as it's like a budding flower. So ask ask your other players in your party about like what's going on with them, where do they come from, and stuff. And like that's so powerful, because now you're now you're learning about each other, and, you, and and now it's not just a surface level game. There's depth to it. There's history. There's um, you know character uh, evolution and and understanding who they are and the deeper selves and where they came from. And like, you know what's so crazy about this is that you can not only, so let's say something goes wrong, right? My, uh, something tears, like a, a rope tears or something like that. You might be able to, well, maybe not a rope, but like some sort of clothing rips or we need to get sneak into a, a ball or some, some sort of castle thing, some sort of crazy event that's going down your character could become so useful in that situation where they could help the the rogue design some sort of thing that would look official even though you're not really stealing some uniform you're just designing it yourself yeah because now you have a history yeah yeah and um and yeah that creates it will create opportunities for It'll, it'll come up. It'll come, it'll definitely come up during the campaign as long as you try. So that's that's the issue when people just look at it and then do a quick fill in. They completely forget about that aspect of themselves, and they're like, ah, oh, well, yeah, but that's never going to be applicable. Yeah. But if you make it part of your character, it can be. Yeah. Like the um, what's it called? The fighter class gives you a tool proficiency and. You know, it's uh, so many people just write that off as something that, like, you know, they'll never touch. Um, and there's so many backgrounds that also give tool proficiencies or they give language proficiencies, but those are opportunities to make your character grow and to make your character more meaningful. And have depth. Yes. And here's actually another one that I didn't have over here, but uh, I want to include it. What's wrong with your character? What are... And this is not just like you know what well, what are they going through? It also means like you know what are their flaws? What what's problematic about them? You know, so right. So finding out what's what's wrong with them and their their negative side, you you want to still balance out that they're they still have a redeeming quality. The redeeming thing is much greater than the negative, but they still shouldn't be perfect. Your goal is not not for your character to be perfect off the beginning. Then there's nowhere for them to grow. Yeah. So I I do want to say that. I don't think people have a problem with making their character perfect. Uh, I think it's the opposite, that people need to work on making their character a little bit worse. Exactly. Um, yeah, so, so, uh, and the thing is, because people talk about all the time about Mary Sue characters and how annoying they are. I, I don't personally see that, but the thing with Mary Sue characters is that they don't grow. And if that's the kind of campaign you're running where you're just playing to have fun and you don't want to have and you want to focus more on the gameplay than story development then that's fine but if you are playing because you want to see your character's story play out then you got to have these flaws you got to have what's wrong with them right because then because you see what you're changing there you're changing it from um you being in the in a story to you creating a story yeah yeah Uh uh-huh um, so, with Burke, what are his flaws? Uh, let me see. He, him being gentle is one of his flaws. Sometimes he can't bring himself to kill someone that he needs to. Sometimes he can't be as brutal as he needs to. He's timid. You know, if, if he wants to do an intimidation... What I gave him was, uh, what's it called? Disadvantage on intimidation checks. 
that was something I decided to impose on my character that he he just can't intimidate people despite being this big giant he just stumbles over his words when he's trying to scare people it's so interesting I really like that yeah um so yeah and that's that's not really a flaw but it's something that's wrong with him you mm-hmm. know, and you can have, like the the player's handbook gives you one flaw, and it gives you some to choose from, and those are great. But you you do want more than that. Because... Th- those are good to springboard off of your real ideas. Yes, they're there to really help guide you. Yes, what you should really be doing is take every one, single one of the personality traits, the bonds, and the ideals of your character, and take a flaw out of each of them. Make each of them into a flaw, right? Because. People don't have good things that are, you know, just good about them. They often have things that they're good to a fault, you Mm -hmm. know, things that like values that they have that they hold to a point where it's not always good. Right, where you can turn the lawful to lawful. Yes. Or the chaotic, way too chaotic. Yes. Or the neutral where they won't choose between the two of them. They'll just be like, "I, I, I can't, I can't do this. Yeah, yeah. Um... Yeah, so his his alignment would be lawful good, I think. But it wouldn't be like a typical lawful good of, you know, having, you know, being a paladin and, uh, you know, making sure everything is going exactly the way it's supposed to be and uh, defeating all the evil. His His thing is more that he's trying to be a better person and... He is not the type of person to go about, like, doing chaotic things. You know, he he does things in a more methodical manner. That's really... That's really interesting. Yeah. All right, so you want to use your character for this, or you want to go to the other example? I'd, I I wouldn't be able to do it with this. I'd need a lot more time to really figure out how it would fit into this, but my, in, my, in the other one, I have. Okay. So this is the one that is uh, from Guy yeah. and uh, from How to Be a Great GM. And this has been very helpful. Again, check him out on YouTube. He's great. Incredible. So here's here's the six questions that are to be asked with designing a character. Um, this is another way of springboarding ideas. So question one is where was your character born? This adds a location, you know, time frame, setting. This This really builds your character up a lot. In, in just, like, okay, so my character, um, um, Esra Salib, she's, uh, she was born in this fictional Egypt, and the, the main thing in that is, um, I had to think about, uh, where she was really born, so it's, it's really, having, having, uh, no footholds in any of the places it makes it very hard to figure out where your character is so i I came up with with one um i just i just want to interrupt for a second and say to the listeners that um this character comes from a campaign that yisrael is creating and i'm going to be playing in (laughs) so he's so when he's pausing it's not because he's coming up with stuff on the fly it's because i'm trying not to give away too much information that that is going to be very crucial within the next coming year yeah exactly so exactly um this is going to be a stand-in place. Um, it's going to be called Capri. Um, because the actual location is not disclosed yet to uh, Noah at this time. So, okay, so she was born in Capri. And what's what's interesting about Capri, this place um, has been governed by 
five individuals, and they've really poisoned this area very badly in not so much the sense that it's like actually poisoned it's it's from a political standpoint they poisoned it like a lot of propaganda um actually i wouldn't say uh political it's more um uh, the merchants have really poisoned it it's not so much the political side it's more the merchants have have really uh set up a very cruel situation they they've um, started selling drugs to the people, mm-hmm. and it sort of created this whole atmosphere that really brought everyone down. And, and if anyone couldn't pay, they'd be brought into slavery. And if anyone, uh, and so so the people would want to pay. So the way they would do it is if if they couldn't afford it, they would steal it from someone else. So my character was born in this area before it got really bad, and it, and this was during the time when it started getting bad. And these these drugs were very. De- the the people there were very dependent on it. Okay, so that's that's the setting. That's that that location. So now, question two: Who were their parents? So I, I've thought about the parents and how it really correlates to the story. I, I have not. I don't believe I have actually come up with her parents, but that's because there's a couple other things that have happened. This character's actually dead <laughs> in my story. Um, but that's that's why some, some of the characters that I've designed, because they, they leave a very important impact later on in the story, I had to just to figure out what was really a lot of my, my brain power and what my effort needed to be. Because not always do you have to really figure out um, who their parents were by name and, and this and that. You should figure out what they're doing there and why they're there. Um, but you should also figure, like, as in, not figure out why the parents are there, why your character's there. And if you can figure out what's going on with the parents, that, that's very good. Um, so, okay, so here's a sub-question between question two and three. Two B is, are there anyone else? Like, uh, is there any grandparents? Is there any siblings? Are, are there anyone else? And... For uh, for a little bit, I thought about her having some siblings. She does have siblings, but she left them. And she doesn't know what happened to her siblings after she left this place. It got very uh, toxic. So the first problem is... And that's, that's a great thing for a story because that, that gives her something to look for. Yes. So here's, here's the crazy thing that happened. So when she was young, she, um, she, her mother got very addicted to this drug. Um, and her father ended up, uh, having to be sold into some, some sort of slavery. He got put into slavery to pay off his wife's, um, drug addiction because they couldn't pay for it. And, um, sometime throughout the next couple, uh, the next year or so, someone broke into their house. As I said, you know, the, the situation there was very toxic, the entire, entire city, not just in their home, but the city was very bad, and someone broke in, and what happened was the mother saw this person in their house, and they were going to get the, their valuables, and she went and tried stopping him, and she struggled with this, with this man, and he took a, uh, an idol and just smashed her with it, and uh, she, she ended up dying from it. So that was a very traumatic situation for, um, for her and. Was she there? Did she witness it? She she was there. She witnessed it. What and about her siblings? Were they asleep? I, 
they were not. They did not witness it. She was the only one of her siblings that actually witnessed it. And over the course of the next little bit of time, some of the priesthood found out about her her parent, her, or both her parents. One of her parents is not there because they're in slavery, and the other one is has been killed. So the father's still paying off the debts, and and the mother is been has been uh, put put away. Mm-hmm. And um, so what happens is these priests t- take her at least. They that's all she knows is that they took her took her in as as one of one of the priests. And this this starts to build up in her to find out who what what happened to this who was this guy that broke in and and killed her mother and this city has broken her family. And this this set of wanting to bring to justice this this city has been a is, is a huge thing. So that so figuring out uh, who her siblings are, I went on a little bit of describing the character's backstory here. So. Um, with it, so that's question to be who are, who are their siblings and basically how are they impacting are they still part of their lives today and what what happened with them sort of like a batman type character yeah yeah where they feel do they feel responsible for the city no she definitely doesn't feel responsible she feels like she doesn't want that her situation the way she grew up to ever happen to anyone else and she wants to stop it okay that is different from Batman. It is. It is a bit different from Batman. Yeah. She doesn't wear capes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Terrible choice. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. It's just Ed- Edna, you know? Yeah. <laughs> from uh, Incredibles. So, uh, question three. What was your character doing before? So, I've, I've thought about this. Um, what was my character doing before? Um, you so- said uh, she was a priest. Right, so this is uh, this is sort of jumping around, trying to figure out exactly. So we, we sort of understand her origin story. Now we're understanding what she's doing now, like as in her her young adult years. So she's wor- she's working, as I said, she's working on figuring out who that guy was that broke into her house. She's trying to figure out uh, where her father is. She's trying to, um, well, she's trying not necessarily to find out where her father. Is. She's trying to rescue her father. And the third one is trying to bring the city to justice for what they've done to not only her family, but to everyone else. Because it's not just her family. It's not just one specific um, uh, situation that happened. It's the whole city's corrupt at this point because they have to pay off this and they don't want to be put into slavery. And if they are put into slavery, other people start taking advantage of the people that are weaker. Mm-hmm. Right? And these five um, merchants really poisoned this city. Um, so that's what she's that's that's what my character's been doing before. So she's doing research and question four, uh why why leave it all? So what what changed? So for her, she found out some information. Um trying to think what I'm allowed to say. Mm-hmm. So she found some information on how she could punish this city and stop these these five individuals for good. She she was she was just targeting these five people mm-hmm. because okay. she realizes these five merchants are the ones that are have 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 sunken their claws into this place. Um so she go she figures out that she's going to she uh she finds a spell that will that will do it but she can't actually do it herself. She has to find the spell. Um so she goes on this long journey because now she has the first opportunity since she's been a priest to now finally pay the city back for all they've done to her and 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 her family she doesn't know what happened to her sibling she, for for all she knows she could still be there 
By the way, when she was brought into the priesthood, was she taken out of the city? or was she, she was just... taken far away from the city. Okay. For many, That's many That's important years. to mention. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. I, I, for some they're reason, no I, in, the in my mind, they're very far away. But yeah. I, I, yeah, I should have clarified. They're very far away from the city. Yeah. Um, so, then, so, so, okay, so now we have question four. So, how is she doing all this research while she's so far away from the city? So, so, okay, so she actually has, over time, grown up in this priesthood. She's not such a lower down, uh, individual in there. She has some power, and she had gotten people to do stuff for her while she had to still do her duties, um... There and at a certain point, she goes AWOL. Mm-hmm. As soon as she finds out enough information to be like, okay, these five people—they're the ones behind it. I'm, I'm done. I'm done with this thing, and she leaves. And like, no, she just drops all her stuff. And they're, and they're, and like, the thing is, she doesn't have a guarantee that that this is going that she's going to find this magic spell to to stop to finally punish these five people. But she's like, this is if this is my only chance, I'm gonna take it, and I don't care what what that my, my life is, could be wrecked here if I if I just leave here and 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 the consequences I I don't care. I'm going to deal with this, because, this comes first. This is this is what my life is now. Mm-hmm. I've that, that basically is who she is. Okay. Okay. Question five is why did why did they what did what they did they leave behind? Um. So I, I. Question five and six, I have not very much used for this char- character, specifically because, well, actually, I could, I could answer this right now. She left her, her cushy priesthood, not necessarily cushy, but her priesthood uh, lifestyle, and where, where she was taken care of, and, and this, and so forth, and how she had some power, and she had, she had basically those, those resources. But I haven't really thought about these questions, just because the character's dead. Mm-hmm. But yes, I, I should definitely go through it. And question six is... Um, what does your character want? Not to be dead. Well, yeah, not to be dead. So, we we then go look at the previous stuff, the previous things that we've answered within this thing. Now, what, what does my character want? Well, we already know some of the stuff that we want. First off, we want we want revenge for that, whoever, whatever individual broke into that house and killed and killed her mother. We want, we want to find out what happened to her father, because we don't know if he ever got out and paid off all the debts, but we sure hope so. We don't know what happened to the sibling. We don't know what happened to her, and we want to find out what's going on with that, and we want to make sure that this city pays and make sure that it never happens again to anyone else. Mm-hmm. So th- that's very much how you can figure out what your character wants and build some sort of, like, get some meat on the character's bones, and that and that it has some power to it. And the GM can also uh, play with that. Like, for example, the ma- a dungeon master can maybe introduce to this character someone else from the city who had a different experience or someone who had a similar experience but has a different ideology about it. That's so interesting. <laughs> That's so trippy to like have like someone that had a positive experience, like one of maybe the the uh, the merchant's sons who grew yeah. up very, as very cushy and just like this is the best. Or even not even one of the, but someone else who was a part of a well-to-do family that you know right never yeah. ended up getting stuck within the drug trade. Yeah. Or uh, what's or you can have someone that was uh, lived a terrible life, but their ideology is you know what this is just how things are, and we can't really change that. Right, that's yeah. very true. It's very or interesting. even if even if we could change it, you know these people are you know a lot of them are addicts. It's not going to help them. A hundred percent. So yeah, so you can you can actually toy with this a lot. Um, 
it really you really should speak to your DM about how you want to design your character and and the thing is like yeah you want to build up your character but also keep in mind that the DM needs to to accept it and be like hey this is not going to work within my story because I have a lot of other stuff that are going down this is just going to um, hopefully if, if you make it generic enough or, or somewhat generic it, he has a l- little bit of of, of maneuvering room mm-hmm. um, like for example for Burke. I didn't come up with anything about the people who took away his uh, daughter right. and killed his wife. I just said it's a group of people that didn't like uh, his wife right. when my, she was adventuring. My example is also with the five merchants. I don't know who they are. Mm-hmm. They could be part of this well, other Okay, group. you're the GM for that one. Right, so. it's true. I'm also the GM, but I'm saying if I was a character, I, we mm-hmm. could set up that these five people are, tr- are, are, are part of this other group or whatever mm-hmm. and tie it back into the main story. And so forth, or the the guy that broke in the house, or this and that. And the thing is, now now I'm not limited to just one specific thing. You see, I I, I really like how you did it, where you have your your wife and and your daughter. You're going after your daughter. This also the thing is that I I have set this up in a different way, where basically you can pick and choose which one you want to you want to take, which which adventure you want to take me on. We can go after the we can go after those five five merchants that are that are killing the city. We can go find out what happened to my father. We can go find out where my where my sister is at, or we could even figure out um who that burglar was. Mm-hmm. It, four there's four different story choices that we can pick through. And, that is good. Yeah. And now we have a lot of variety and the DM could then be like, "Okay, okay, I can't do those other others because they're just not going to work with my story, but maybe if I can seed your 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 sister in somewhere or maybe uh you come across your your father in some at some work camp. So this brings us into the next part. I think we should talk about how the DM can incorporate a character's backstory into the plot. There's a couple of ways you can do it. What I think is best is have I the best thing is obviously to tie it into the main plot. If it works together then perfect. Great. But if not, you don't want to have their story derail the campaign. Oh, for sure. What I think sh- it should be is their story should be side quests that help the campaign. Propel the campaign so you yes. kind of know what's going on. And l- the thing is, like, that's the thing about, about saying that, like, you give them open-ended stuff. Because yes. if you don't give specifics to who these people are or or, or specifics on, on where your siblings are or your parents are or who, who it was that broke into the house, then it gives the DM a lot of legroom to be like, okay... Um, I want to bring about that this criminal did that. Maybe maybe they didn't break into grab just anything. Maybe there was a specific statue they wanted in in your house, and like the statue. Uh, okay, we're gonna we're gonna modify it so it wasn't just that this person broke in to get whatever they wanted. They went with an intention, mm-hmm. and that's really interesting because now it gives the criminal a little bit more of a purpose rather than just getting money. They yeah. want they want something specific, and now and, you, and that could tie into the main story where where maybe there there's all these idols that are getting stolen, mm-hmm. and maybe it's because uh, this person is a priest, and this right. is someone that's part of the priest church she's not a part of, and she has to deal with that. Right, and then and then she can slowly uncover that it's a priest, and that it's someone within her midst, and she has to go and and stop this person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is Dean Deeper. I'm Noah, and I'm Yisrael. Uh, we set up a uh, email if you guys want to send us any questions, if you want to give us suggestions for episodes. We do hope to start answering questions in future videos. Uh, the email is dndeeperpodcast, dndeeperpodcast, at yeah, gmail.com. 
If yes. you didn't want to make it very confusing, you did a good yes. job. Okay. D N D per podcast at gmail.com. So yes. the deeper is connected to the D and D. So so like spell out deeper. It's not like deep per. You know? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> we made it more confusing than we needed it to be. You know what? D and deeper was taken. So you know, I don't know I don't know who who took D and deeper from us, but you know so we got D and deeper podcast. It's the N instead of the ampersand because the won't let us put an N percent in the email. So uh yeah so so just send your questions to D N Deeper Contact us at gmail.com. So annoying. Let's not do that. Okay. For real though, it's D N D E E P E R podcast at gmail.com. Please contact us. We're looking forward. So you find yourself and your party in this carriage ride headed to Neverwinter. And you have some downtime to talk. Hey, you seem, uh, quiet a lot. Well, never really talk. Yeah, I've, I've had a lot on my mind in the last uh, few months. And I'm kind of new to adventuring, so I'm kind of uh, a bit unused to it all. Would you like to share? I'm... Yeah... Um, the, I started because of my wife. Um, Your wife's an adventurer? She was, and she retired, and know. then she died. She was killed oh. just a few few months ago. Well, <laughs> death is not so foreign to me. My, my mother, she, uh, when we were little, there's this terrible break-in, and... Well, we tried stopping this burglar. Well, not we. I was very scared, and I, I, so, I regret. I hid under a table, and through my hands, I watched as this monster of a person picked up an an idol in our house and, and beat my mother to death. And, well. Oh, it's it's beautiful out here. I'm done talking. That. I'm sorry to hear that. Uh, at least you were with her when she died. I'm sorry. You weren't? No. She was taken away from me, and she and my daughter were taken away from me, and I was left to find my wife's corpse. I, I know what it's like being helpless to save the ones you love. Oh. Yeah. So, where are you headed? I'm off to find my daughter. Find out what happened to her. Yeah, well, I'm headed to Neverwinter as well. I think I... I think the guy that I'm looking for is there. We're gonna, we're gonna take him down. I think that's how it's done. That, that's how you do it. <laughs> you have a great Evening, night, day, day whatever, 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 whatever you got... <laughs> Have a great one. Yeah. (laughs) Take care.